You're listening to Just, stories about the people working to build thriving communities rooted in justice. I'm Jess Averhart, co-founder of Black Wall Street Homecoming. And I'm Rob Shields, executive director of the ReCity Network. All right, look, so here's why we're here. We're here to get proximate. We're here to listen. We're here to process. And we're here to help you process. But here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to be preachy because we don't have all the answers. And we will never make you feel like an outsider. Keeping with the theme of sharing, we always want to acknowledge the whole person. And that starts with our personal Personal check-in. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I hope that makes the actual podcast this time. One day. One day it will. For our listeners don't know, Rob does the whistle or he does our his own interpretation of the intro. Which is, I do. Our actual intro is like a total gem. It's like amazing. But I'm going to. Your version is something else. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you. I, I, I only sing to an audience of one, but it's um, I got 100% positive feedback. <laughs> and actually, I will sell it as I was preparing to ask you how you're doing, Jess. Do you know the song that came into my mind? This is going to be super incriminating. It's like every time we're we're picking back up where we left off. And I'm like, that Backstreet Boys song of like, oh my God, we're back again. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. That was like, that was high school for me. I don't know when, I, I'm not going to ask you or our guests to date themselves on when it was for you, but they were. It was were. around that time. How about that? It was around, yeah. it was around high school. Backstreet. It was in high school for me, which meant that. All the guys I knew knew all the words, but we all pretended like we didn't know. That's, that's, that's right. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. That, to- that is all my friends were the same, like Backstreet Boys, and they could name them, right? They, they could name them. them. We would be on. We could be on trips back from a, a baseball <laughs> game in a chart in a bus, and everyone could start singing it though. Like yeah. we. All, and so anyway, that's way too much. Yeah. It's ironic because I did go down the Backstreet Boys in sync and. Jessica Simpson's husband, whatever group he was in. So oh, Nick Lachey, 98 Degrees. 98 See, now you're quizzing me, and I'm, I'm look at me. I got it. I just I got went it. down that road last week with some friends trying to, like, just reminisce and remember. Oh. And I was like, I'm more like H-Town and Jodeci, but I was really trying to get there with folks. I was trying. I was like, but anyways. I think if our listeners were deceived in any way that I was cool, we're shattering that illusion now. So that that's completely gone. Yeah, it's gone. I think they already knew. That was already gone. That you're being... <laughs> You're being honest. That's helpful. Jess, give us give us a little uh, check in. I, we uh, we want to get right into our guest here soon because she is amazing, and I cannot wait for our listeners to hear her story, the work that she's doing, uh, all the things. So quickly ch- to share a little bit about we got we got we got to check in though. How are you doing these days? Yeah, uh, well, I enjoy. I just enjoy this. I loved our intro. This is giving me so much life. I'm getting a lot of fun energy around it. I don't know. I last week I got to say probably was just like a blur. So many things are happening. Mm. Just there's a lot going on in my own actual professional life. I'm doing a lot of business these days and um we hosted some folks in from Georgia. It felt like things were normal for the first time as we actually met people in person, socially distanced and had a tour of the city and took them around and it just felt like it felt normal again, except that we were all separated, couldn't hug and had masks on. Mm. Other than that, though, it felt like I saw people and it felt great. So, but it feels a little blurry and I'm just grateful to be here and and meet our guest today. I don't have a, I don't have a clever check-in, unfortunately today. I think that's probably normal though, right? Like you can't, it's not always just going to be like sizzle pop, which is my favorite thing now. Sizzle pop. It's my favorite term. 
sometimes life isn't sizzle pop. Sometimes life is like grind and go. That's kind of how I'm feeling yeah, these days. There we go. Get it, done. get it done and get it done and do it with excellence, but make it to the next day. So that's where I'm at today. To all our listeners who are like waiting for something, I ain't got not this week, next week though. Well, if they need that, they can rewind and talk about the Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees, right? We, we gave them, we gave something for everybody. I already gave my personal check-in. I'm skipping mine because I already revealed way too much personal information. You really did though. You yeah, really did. I really I, did. I wish we could insert a little Backstreet Boys. Isn't I'm it? definitely going to ask Tamika who her favorite, oh, yeah. I don't know if she has a favorite boy band, but I, I think I'm going to ask her to say like, if she could choose that pop music of choice. What is it? That, that, oh, that yeah. might be my I love one. It. I can't wait. Let's, right. let's do well, that. Spe- speaking that. of Tamika, can we, can we now, I almost want to like drum roll. I've never drum rolled a, a person, a guest before, but that's how excited I am today. She deserves a drum roll. She deserves a drum line, people. Like you have no idea how amazing this woman is. I can't say enough things. Tamika, are you, are you on the call? Can you hear us? Hello, everybody. Yes, sir. I am here. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jess. How are you all today? Hey, girl. Hey, we're good. Hey, hey. We're good. We are good. I, and I think hopefully we'll put you on the spot here in a second, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give our listeners a little bit of a background of who you are, and then okay. we're going to jump straight into this thing, and, and we're going to tur- turn the microphone over to you. All so right. for those of you who don't know, Tamika Brown, founder and executive director of the Hearts Program here in Durham. I'm going to let you... T- I'm going to let Tamika describe it in her own words. Does amazing work working with teen moms here in the area, just providing holistic support, wraparound services, going that extra mile to make sure that her clients have everything they need to, to live thriving lives. Uh, her story is inspiring. You know, she's a Durham native. I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that also. But this is, a, this is an example of a leader who is just getting after it in our community. She's doing the work. <laughs> She's driven by the right things. She is so selfless. One of the one of the most selfless people I've ever met in my life. And honestly, beyond all that, if that wasn't enough, you can never. Every time you 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 get a chance to interact with Tamika, you walk away with your day brightened and 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 a new outlook on life. And she has that effect on. It's it's infectious. Her personality is incredible. Aww on top of all those things. So I just can't say enough about it, uh, her. <laughs> and I know I'm so excited for our listeners to know, even just get a little sneak peek into you the way that I know you, Tamika. It's a privilege to have you on the podcast and oh, I'm just excited. So I, uh, <laughs> you have a long, long, longer bio, but I just, I just wanted to speak from the heart there a little bit more. And people, yes. people can get on LinkedIn for your bio, you know? I mean, like they can That's find right. that anywhere. But. I like it when you speak from the heart. Oh, it makes sense, right? I didn't even mean to do that, but I just, I just did that. I was wow. well tied in. Yes. That is it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yes. I, that was not scripted, ladies and gentlemen. That was, that was real. So, hey, before we get going, Tamika, we do personal check-ins, right, on our podcast. Before we jump straight into your story, I'd love to just do a quick little check-in with you. Tell the audience one or two words to describe how are you doing these days. Just one or two. Is that all I get? Seriously? Um, Okay. I would have to say humbled and busy. (laughs) I love that. That sounds about right. Humble and busy. (laughs) Yeah. Love all sure in a nutshell. Gonna, Don't I'm sure you're have any elaborate. elaboration. Yeah. Nope. But we did no. humble and busy. Rob made it so specific. <laughs> One or two words. And two. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't ask why. So you, yeah, you followed waiting. the rules. That's exactly. <laughs> I was waiting for Rob to do the follow up on 
he's probably waiting for me to do it, which is the boy band. Uh, so yes. we yep. did this whole check-in on, I don't mm-hmm. know how we got here. Frankly, I've forgotten that fast, but we talked about boy bands yeah. in our past and, oh, I remember now. <laughs> Rob was singing the intro. He was thinking about the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so do you have a favorite boy band? Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to go with, that's hard, y'all. It's, oh my goodness, Jodeci. B2K. B2K. Um, B2K. <laughs> oh, man. I remember B2K. Great. Yes. And Marcus Houston is out on Sister Sister right now. So I've got to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. High Five. H Town. Yes. Oh, man. Um, they were like, ooh, yes. Uh, um, and I can't even remember the old school ones with Gerald Levert and his son and LGT. LGT, yes. Um, yes. And look, I might be saying too much, but who sung Meeting in My Bedroom? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Can't remember the the group, but I remember the song. (laughs) This is fun. We need to have a whole spin off. 90s oh, yeah. R&B band. I love old school. I am an 80s baby, so that's right around my era. And yes, I listened to Backstreet Boys. My cousin actually had the um sheet, the bed sheet. Oh, wow. I'm not going to call her name, wow. but she knows who she is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's um commitment. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. A that's a real fan right there. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm going to move us along because we could, I, I could sit here. You've named some names. I was like, oh, I forgot all about them. Uh, yeah. anyway, so we can do this all day. That was ten, tons of fun. Okay. But for our listeners who've tuned in because um, of the great work that you do in the community um, and that how you impact our community, why don't you just slow us down a little bit, right? And tell us your story, how this organization hearts came to be and why oh my goodness y'all we don't have enough time for that because my steps have been ordered my entire life Um, I grew up in the country of Durham North Carolina outside the county lines went to northern high school in the midst of my high school my career or I had co-op so I would leave every day and go to work at Little River Elementary School my concentration was always family and consumer science in school, um, parenting and child development. So my steps have literally been ordered my whole life. This is the only job that I've ever had. Co-op, I would actually leave school midday and go to work and in school studying child development. So in the midst of all of that, my best friend became pregnant when we were 15 years old and she had my baby cousin at the age of 16 years old. And I saw how she was socially isolated from society, from family, as well as church. And it really, really hurt my heart at the time. Um, I could not help her. I was 15 years old. I tried to get, you know, her to come and stay with her, us, but she had a different, um, you know, mindset and, you know, she did, she lived a different lifestyle, but I was unable to help her at the time. So I went on to North Carolina, the best HBCU ever known to man, North Carolina A&T State University. Everybody oh, knows that yeah. I am an Aggie. Started All day, every day. Let <laughs> me bring my cup just beside us just for a second. There we go. Let me see. There we go. <laughs> so the best HBCU where I also studied child development and family studies. 
And I actually wrote a curriculum in one of my professor's class, Dr. Guy Curriculum and Instruction. And it centered around um, teen moms and their children, not knowing that I was writing a vision and making it plain. Never thought that I would launch it. I literally did it for a class assignment and stumbled across the curriculum that I wrote actually when I was moving my best friend into her own place. And I was like, oh my goodness, like it hit me. I went home and I read I read the curriculum. I'm like, you know what? I think this is exactly what I am getting ready to do. And I moved back home to Durham and I launched it. In 2013, 2014, I asked, I was a parent and a child development teacher at Hillside High School. That's how Hillside became my number one because that's where the pilot program began. Dr. Logan allowed me to launch my vision. I took my business plan to him or the curriculum that I had wrote in, I want to say it was sophomore or junior year in college. That was 2004 um, when I was at A&T and he read it. He said, absolutely allowed me to launch the program at Hillside and fell head over heels with it. Quit. My very first year with no bank account, no no LLC, no paperwork, I jumped straight on faith and spread my wings. I crashed a couple of times, hit a couple of buildings, and here we are still standing. I love that. I love that. And that's that's the journey, right? The journey yeah. is to like take the leap know that it's not always easy that the journey, you know, you may hit a few buildings, you know, (laughs) a few times, but you did it right. And if you rely on yourself in many ways, and and certainly in your case, faith, you won't, you won't fail. Like it won't, you aren't going to crash and burn, right? Because we'll be lifted (laughs) out of that space. It's so good. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yes, ma'am. Let's dive in. You know, we, we, we started kind of with your, your story of what, what drove you to become passionate about this. And I know that people are you know, always grateful for you be able to get a chance to hear just what shaped you, what, what drove you to get to where you are. Now tell us a little bit more about Heart specifically and what it looks like day to day, right? Talk to us more for those of you people who don't know. Tell us about who you're serving, what, what the problem is that you're addressing, kind of what what is the nature of the problem? People may not even know, be familiar with what you're up against, the challenges that you're facing, and then how how is hearts solving it? So I know that's that's probably four questions into one, but I I know yeah. I know you're a pro. <laughs> you're a pro, and you can you can you roll roll with the punches here. <laughs> Absolutely. So heart stands for helping each adolescent reach their spark, and we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization that goes into the high schools into the community and teach teen moms and teen dads who become pregnant between the ages of 13 and 22 with the resources and services that they need to be self-sufficient and independent. So we're a positive youth development organization, and we focus on teen moms who are in need of support and want to be the person that God created them to be, to be self-sufficient and independent, but, you know, is having a hard time overcoming the barriers that aligns with being a young mom, the lack of childcare due to the fact that um, they're unemployed, like they're teenagers, they're not working yet. So their number one goal is they're in survival mode. So they're looking for jobs so that they can provide for their child. 
they have chose not to have an abortion and they want to keep their child. So they need help and they need um, guidance in which direction they want to go. So, yeah, we're a positive youth development organization for young moms. Tell, tell us more about what services do you provide for, for these, these moms and dads, right? Like this was all shaped by you seeing what your cousin didn't have, right? Right. But you're now providing things that weren't there before. What, what are those things? Oh, it's funny that you say that because a lot of teen moms who are now grown say, oh, my goodness, if I had had this organization when I was young, my life would have been this, this, this. Um, so, well, first and foremost, we have group sessions and it is Hearts at Hillside as well as Hearts Alumni Phase 1 and Phase 2. So we go into the high schools because we need to make sure that they graduate. So we go into the high schools and we set up the workshops and the trainings that they need to be self-sufficient and independent. And that lines around, of course, educating them on the tools and the resources that they need self-development with a concentration of sexual health, as well as family development, the relationship that they have with themselves as well as their children. And then, of course, the co-parenting component with the relationship between themselves and the father or the mother so that they can provide the best environment that they need to provide for their children. And, of course, financial development. Once they are working and become or, or obtain that career job in their career field or a livable wage, then we need to make sure that they know exactly what to do with this so that they can grow their finances as well as their family and their um, sustainability. We also provide one-on-one um, -on -one mentorship where they meet with me individually to create their plan, their life plan. And we track and make sure that they are following it. And while eliminating the barriers that are associated with whatever goal that they're trying to accomplish, for example, if they need child care or they need to remain in school and they don't have child care, we make sure we provide that for them. But the, what's unique about our organization is they set the plan. They set the goal. We just make sure that they accomplish it. Like I don't tell them what to do. I can advise them or, you know, my, from my experience and the best way to go about accomplishing a specific goal, but that's all on them. So that's our one-on-one -on -one mentorship. We also have our creative learning experience, but due to COVID, we have not been able to participate in that. And that's when we introduce them to a new way of living and new way of thinking by exposing them to different activities and coping mechanisms and strategies to not only eliminate their barriers, but learn how to overcome stressful situations. We have our fatherhood initiative, which is where we focus on our teen dads. And we provide the same services for them as we do for the teen moms. And we have um, our love bug, which is our brand new baby that we just launched. <laughs> we are pregnant with her or him right now. <laughs> right. I, I can't make it sound that way. I don't know if I'm going to refer to it as a girl or a boy, but I think it's going to be a girl because, I, you know, I just love the baby girls. <laughs> Um, but we're trying to still try to figure that out um, or we can just make it gender neutral. But it is our children's closet. Our community has taken care of our teen moms amazingly well. And they have donated all kinds of goods and 
everything for the moms and we have actually developed a store and we have put it all the goods in the store and now the team mom has access and the dads have access to everything they need from diapers wipes formula um shoes clothes diaper bags um deodorant, lotion, shampoo, conditioner, anything that they can think of that they would need for the child is in that location. So, yeah. It's just so powerful to hear you say all of it one time. I mean, I, I, and I know, I knew all of it before this call, but I, I can't imagine our listeners from their perspective, just, I mean, if they're feeling like, man, she does it all. You're right. She does do it all ladies and gentlemen. And, and she needs <laughs> your support to continue doing more, right? Yes. What's one thing you wish more people understood about your work and the challenges that your clients are facing? I, I love the why of your story. It's a, it's a beautiful reason. It's a beautiful like origin story around your best friend and seeing the challenges that she faced and wanting to be there and support her, but being young yourself, um, but being firsthand, having that front row seat in the life of a friend and a new little baby and watching those challenges. What is one thing that you just wish people would understand more and be clear on in your work? I wish society, the world, the community could understand that I am serving children with adult responsibilities. Mm, That's, that's well said. Yeah. That's well said. And I love that you're like, period, dot, like, yeah. I am serving children with adult responsibilities. Yeah, the mindset of society around teen moms, it makes it difficult to do this job because they have been labeled as fast. They have been labeled as girls who shouldn't have gotten themselves in this situation in the first place. I need society and community to know that I am serving the individuals who are curious, mm. mm-hmm. Mm. who are curious about sexual, sexual health or sexual desire, should I say. Mm-hmm. Um, curiosity, you know, sometimes kills the cat is what they say. Um, and I need society to know that not all teen moms chose to be teen moms. They didn't all you know, go out looking to have sex. It could have been a peer pressure situation. It could have been a rape situation. It could have been a curiosity situation. It could have been consensual. And I'm not taking that from them. Right. But don't limit your support because of the circumstances that they're in. You know, a lot of people may support organizations who, you know, were domestic violence or substance abuse. Um, And just because my organization, the participants in my organization decided to engage in sexual intercourse or forced to engage in sexual intercourse or peer pressured into sexual intercourse and became pregnant doesn't make us less effective. It doesn't make us less of a person. It doesn't make, you know, our organization less in need because of the circumstances that, you know, our, the population that we serve. Yeah. That's well said, Tamika. Thank you for that. That's really well said. So Tamika, you've been doing this work since 2012, you know, that's eight, 
going on nine years. We're walking so, into year nine. This yeah. is academic year number nine for so us. Year, year nine, is there a story looking back on those nine years? Is there a, there's a story that kind of rises to the surface for you of a resiliency that would really kind of help you know, our listeners who may not be proximate to this issue it has never affected their life the way it's affected yours. Stories can, can be powerful change agents just to really create that empathy, right? And I think that sometimes right. that is really a powerful motivator. Is there a, sto- a particular story of resiliency that stands out to you that would really help people understand the true power and impact of your work? Oh my goodness. I have several. Rob, you're going to make me pick one? Um, <laughs> okay, well, can I share two? Of course. This, okay. is your, this is your show. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're the boss. I just, I'm, okay. I'm just here asking questions. <laughs> well, I have one um, young lady who came to me and she was totally broken, totally distraught, living in a situation where she was in a home living with her father and her relatives actually, it was the family home and the, her relatives actually sold the home from under her and her father. And they had the option to go be homeless or to go live with the aunt, which was the sister of the father. And the sister of the father allowed the father to go, but did not allow her to go because she was pregnant. Mm. So that destroyed her heart completely. We could not talk to her without crying. It destroyed my heart completely. So she was homeless. For about 16 days, the partnership with Housing for New Hope and ReCity actually allowed us to be able to place her in her own home within 16 days. So that is one story that sticks out to me that she didn't give up and she persevered even though she was treated that way by family. That's tough pill to swallow when your own family member won't allow you to come to their home because of your current situation. And yeah, that that's that's tough stuff. But she was in her own home and she was doing well. And the second resilience participant, I will most definitely have to go without Miss Angel Hope. Um, She has been the face of our organization. She was in the ABC 11 news segment that we did with Tisha Powell. Um, If you have not seen that, please go to our YouTube channel and check that out, Arts Organization. But this young lady has fire and desire to be all that she could be. And she does not let anything stand in her way. And that just warms my heart when we go through the statistics in group session of what the world says that she's going to be because of her circumstances. She looks at me and she says, no, ma'am, I will not be that. And that is her motivation. And she strives to be her very best in everything that she puts her mind to. Angel came into our organization at the age of 14 years old. She came into our organization with Gabby already in her arms. She got pregnant in middle school and actually the last year in middle school and had her baby girl on the first day of her freshman year in high school. And she has been with us every single step of the way. And it really shows um, how effective our organization is. Um, We don't just, you know, provide them with the services that they need. 
and just set them free. Like, no, I serve these young ladies from the time they come into our organization to the time they no longer want to be a part. Um, but they most definitely have to work the program. And Ms. Angel has most definitely worked a program. She is getting ready to move into her own home. And she is attending um, North Carolina Central University. And she is working and providing for her and her baby girl. That's so inspiring. And I, I can't I can't resist saying the last part. You you floating the Aggie pride out and then you you're actually sending people over to, to Central though. I mean that, that seems like a <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean it's only because I'm in Durham. Okay. It's only because I'm in Durham. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, yeah. Unconditional love, right? No matter what. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's let's pretend we have a magic wand. Okay. Don't we all just where is this magic wand? Can I? <laughs> Let's pretend we have one and mm-hmm. you get you, you have it and you get to wave it over your work, over the problems and the mm. challenges that are that are facing your young people or those that are funding you or whatever, whatever the issues are. You have this magic wand. You get to wave it over your organization and the work that you do. What's the one thing that you would change or fix? <laughs> Well, I've always answered this question with the million dollars. If I had this X amount of money or if I could have one wish. So I guess this kind of falls in the same category. And if I had the opportunity, if I had a magic wand, the one, the very first thing that I would fix is I would make sure everybody in my organization that encountered my organization, that came in contact with my organization, that entered my organization would have a touch from God. Mm. Tell me more about that. It would make everything all better. What is that though? What do you mean by that? Is it because is it attitudes would be adjusted? Perceptions would change? What do you mean when you say that? Yeah, it's indescribable. I, I don't, I can't. Everybody's touch from God and walk from God and faith and hope and love is, it's all different. But I do know that he's a healer. And I know that team moms in my organization they have root issues. They have root causes that allowed them to engage in this sexual intercourse in the first place. So if I could get to that root issue or that I could get to that root cause, then I know that everything else is going to be okay because they have a touch from God. He's their children. Like we're his children. So if I could get everybody a touch from God and start that healing process, that's what I, that's my magic wand would go there. And it sounds like, it sounds like to me, cause I'm processing what you're, what you're sharing. It's like, Jess talks about mental models and just the ability to show up with the right lens. And it's almost like you're talking about not only would you wave a magic wand over your girls, you know, who, who you mm-hmm. serve, right. So that they would right. see themselves as they, you know, as, as the man upstairs, as they are. right. As they truly <laughs> are and the, the dignity, yeah. right. The, the, you know, not, not what the world says about them or not what anyone right. says, but like who they truly are, that they would be able to look yes. into that mirror clearly. But then also, I mean, you talked about earlier how, how much we would hope that people would see them for as who they, as who they truly are also not, not with yeah. this deficit mentality, not with right. finding them by their actions. Right. Um, yeah. Or, or like Brian Stevenson says, like defining mm-hmm. people by the worst 
mistake they ever made, right? Exactly. Which I'm not saying that that our you know these uh, your clients would even now looking back say that because I'm sure they're when they yep. look in the eyes of their beautiful children, they they yep. see how that you know uh, there is beauty. There is beauty. That's that, right. That, that is <laughs> undeniable, right? Um, Absolutely. How important it is to show up with the right lens. Are we, right. do we truly see each other and for who we really are? Yep. Yeah, or are we? Yeah. Are we? I don't know. Distracted by the labels or the mm-hmm. the, the stereotypes or the, the, that that cause us and prevent us yep. from pressing in to really love each other. That's right. Very well that. said. I love yeah. that. Well, love. Just, That's what it's built on. When we actually started this organization, we actually started it as our house resource center. So if you ever see our house or OHRC, you will know exactly where that came from. But the motto behind that was built on love, which is where hearts, that's what, that's where it comes from. Yeah. I think Mm. at the end of the day, all everybody, anybody ever want is love just to Mm. be loved by someone to feel like someone in this world loves them and God is love. Mm. So that's where it comes from. I love it. I love it. I, I, I didn't know p- people tuning in didn't know they were going to be getting a sermon, you know, here, here <laughs> on this episode, but Hey, I love it. I love it. Keep, keep preaching. Right. Tamika, as we land the plane here, I mean, you, 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 you cover so much ground. You do so much for our community and, and, and are coming alongside families when they are, you know, up against so much, you are you are a come alongsider who is is advocating for them and is is fighting their battles with them. And that's just it's such an inspiring yes. thing. And every time <laughs> I hear it, I get re inspired. But I also know that's got to be draining work at times. It's got to be you know you have to be brought low. I'm sure at times uh, for a number of reasons, not just because of the adversity of your clients, but you know the adversity of of running a nonprofit organization. It's just hard work. You know, it's go, go, go 24 seven. Right. And so mm-hmm. my question to you is what, what is your, why, what is the fuel that keeps you going, especially on those low days? Right. Cause, cause obviously yeah. those days that you talk about when you're, you're sharing the triumphs of, of, you know, your clients overcoming the adversity and, and just the resiliency they put on display, but on those tougher days, what, especially what is that fuel that, that motivates you? My fuel. Well, I have to stay prayed up, Rob. I'm, I was late today because I was actually, <laughs> I was in worship. So kind of got taken away. So hey. just to be honest and very transparent, I have to, it is mandatory because I cannot do this by myself. I don't have the energy. Um, I don't have the knowledge of running a nonprofit. I'm learning as I go. If I can be very transparent, it's very difficult. So I most definitely know it's all God's work and just know that he's using me as a vessel. Um, And then I'm not doing it for my own self. I'm doing it for his glory. That's the number one thing that keeps me going and my fuel. Because I can't give up on God, even though I'm not always obedient, even though I'm on him probably every week, every day, every month. (sighs) Another team mom calls or another board member or Miss Kathy Chapman will not let me quit. So that's the first fuel. The second fuel is right here. That's my baby girl, and she is most definitely my why. She's watching me, so I cannot give up and quit. Even though I want to, I know she's looking at me. I want to sometimes. When it gets hard, I have to honestly say I am human, and I don't want to keep going. Mm. But I know that they're watching me. And the third is my team moms. They need me. Mm. Yeah, they need me. That's well said. That's when, for those of you who don't know, she was pointing to her, her beautiful, amazing daughter, uh, in a picture yeah. there. You can't tell if you're, if you're listening in, but yeah, that's, 
That's inspiring. Well, tell us now, I know I'm inspired and I already knew some of this. So <laughs> I, I'm sure our listeners are just leaning in and they're like, okay, <laughs> you, you've done the work of, um, I've, I've heard this. I want to get involved. How can they, how can our listeners who want to take a step because they've never heard about the hearts program until this moment yeah. and they're kicking themselves because they, they wish they yeah. had before, right? <laughs> what do they do? Well, how can they, you know, Jess coins it the show up moment. You know, give yes. our listeners, what does that show up moment look like for them? How can they engage with your work? What's one practical step or at least one, you know, cause I, I'm not going to put you in a box <laughs> boss. All right. What's one practical step they could take to get more involved in supporting you and all the amazing things that you do. Okay. You know, I have three, Rob. I can't just do one. That just isn't enough for me. <laughs> well, the first thing they can do to get involved is most definitely go to our website at www.heartsnc.org. Get involved is actually the name of the tab is broken down of different ways and opportunities that they can be a part of our organization, most definitely go and subscribe to our newsletter so that when events are happening and we're serving the community that you can come out and be a part, rather if that's just being an advocate and sharing the event, rather that is actually attending the event, um, showing up, coming out to support, rather that is making donations to, you know, the organization and the cause to becoming a sustaining donor. That will be <laughs> extremely helpful. So yeah, that's how people can get involved. All of the above. Follow us on all social media platforms. Yeah. There you go. And I, and I love that. And I'll encourage, please, our listeners, uh, you won't be sorry. You know, I'm, I personally <laughs> subscribe to the Hearts newsletter and it is a joy. Uh, it's one of the best emails I get every month, just getting to watch this amazing woman, this Yay. change agent in our community, just <laughs> sowing seeds of hope, just really fighting the good fight. And um, yeah, she is an inspiration to, to me and so many. And, and I know that I speak on behalf of all the lives that you've touched to me and just saying, thank you. Thank you for, for the work that you're doing. Um, keep doing it. And if you're listening in, join the ranks, become, become a heart yes, sustainer, please. you know, keep that heartbeat going and that heartbeat yes, pumping, please. right? Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. what our newsletter says. Oh, that's awesome. Go boss. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Tamika. We'll let you get, get going the rest of your day, but you, you are truly an inspiration to us and we're, we're thankful for you taking the time. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, can I close with one thing, Rob? I always like to tell the ReCity story and how we became about guys. Most definitely support ReCity. They are awesome. One of those quitting moments that I had I was actually rude to, <laughs> to one of my homies as well as to the um, Chambers of Commerce guy who sent me your way. And I have to thank you and Tucker wholeheartedly for allowing me to be in that space and not allowing me to give up. It is because of you we are still standing. So I thank God that you were there to receive my brokenness on that day. September of 2017. Has it I'll been that long? Oh my it. goodness. It's, it's been three years, boss. It <laughs> makes me feel old. You look, you look better. You look just as the same. You look exactly the same. I, I feel like an old man now. <laughs> you shouldn't. We still, we're going to do this thing together. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, we'll see you. Yeah. We'll see you uh, back at the office, right? We'll see you around. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, boss. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. 
Thanks so much for listening to Just. In the spirit of sharing, if you like what you've heard, tell a friend about the show and give us a five-star rating and review. Many thanks to DJ P-Dog and producer Low Key for producing the music for our show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our role is to build community support for our public schools. Hundreds of volunteers every day show up to bag meals. We have to know our history in order to tackle our current systems that uphold various forms of oppression.